you can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw. We're just, it's our day after travel day. It's our day after travel week is yeah. over, so we're doing this remotely. Yeah, we've been around each other plenty. We need some space. Really? I, that wasn't the reason. I, I figured, Ooh. I like being around you. I had a blast this week. Ooh, uh, mm. You know what, buddy? Ever since, ever since um, I got the I got slammed by you in the press, over being grumpy during WrestleMania week, I've decided to turn my attitude around. I've, I've decided to give myself an attitude adjustment. Good. So I'm going to be the cheery one on travel weeks now. Cool. I like that. Well, we actually, yeah. yeah, all jokes aside, we did have a great time this week, didn't we, Steve? <laughs> all jokes is that you sound so sarcastic right now. No, I'm no I, had a, I had a blast. It just went by really quick because we it packed did. a lot of stuff in. It did. Um, so it was, it was fun, and uh, again, thanks to the friendos out there for rolling with the uh, the the punches in terms of lack of content this week. Yeah, obviously we didn't do the dailies. We got the the Raw SmackDown Super Show in. Um, we did an Ask Stephen Larson instead of like a regular wrestling thing. Um, next week everything's gonna go back to normal, and next week we're we're planning out our rollout schedule for next week because uh, it's the big it's sort of two K eighteen week for us next week. Yes, We're and also, also we have uh, our, our uh, the interdimension tension um, that's happening on Tuesday. Kind of, in a, in a way, kind of a send-off of sorts for 2K17. Yeah. Um, it's our big, big blow-off pay-per-view, top-notch versus uh, Mecha Santa, plus the, the fun-slash-WGPW uh, roster versus... W Steve W roster, so that's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. So next week, next week, man, we're rolling out the. the we got a lot. Everything. We got a lot to do next week. We have a lot to do, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, we're not here to talk about all that. We're nope. here to talk about two hundred five live and NXT and other couple good episodes. Interesting to see the direction they're taking with Enzo. So one of my uh, critiques on the the main event segment, the the Enzo Certified G Celebration coming out of Raw was I kind of feel like Enzo gave kind of a half-hearted, gave us kind of a half-hearted heel turn, and he put most of the most of the impetus for the heel turn was on the rest of the cruiserweight division when they destroyed him after the cameras rolled, and that we saw that yeah. in the 13-minute-long the opening Enzo promo 
for 205 Live this week. And I thought that his promo to start the show, I think that 13 minutes, he went, I, I really loved his performance. Yeah. And I, I was trying to think of a, a, a movie analogy, I guess, um, where it's a character who sort of, he he's shown his true colors and he's trying to 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 stay on the good side of everybody, but everybody's turned their backs on him. And I well, can't, as far I can't as also a situation where, where where success has gone to his head. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that might have been right. kind of bubbling under the surface in terms of his ego um, is 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 now there for the whole world to see. Now that he has that cruiserweight title, um, right? And so I kind of like that they're they're making him a heel, but there's some layers to his heel character. He's just not an a hole. He's just I not a know. bastard. He's he's I... mostly just driven by ego. Um, and uh, he he'll he's doing just what it takes to be a star, but not necessarily be a good wrestler. Right, I know. I really liked it. I liked when he so he he comes out there and he recounts what happened, and then he 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 shows us the footage of what happened after Raw went off there. Of course, Braun comes out, destroys him. The cruiserweights come. Uh, you know, Braun then invites the cruiserweights in to destroy him. He makes the point that because he had the Kurt Angle clause where he, if anybody in the division touched him, that they would lose an opportunity, a title shot. And he says, I'm, it looks like I'm going to retire because everybody, um, everybody put their hands on me. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought up the fact that his mother was sitting front row for the, for the celebration, and she had to watch. She had to close her eyes while he got pummeled by everybody. And, uh, and while and, her eyes were closed and he was like half conscious, all he could hear was one more time, one more time. Yeah, and right. His mother had to witness that. Yeah. There's this interesting... Uh, uh, moment where uh, after he showed what happened on Raw, uh, they cut back to him and the crowd's chanting, "You deserve it, you deserve yes. it," as in he yeah. deserved that beatdown. And yeah. he turned it around and said, "Yeah, you're right. I deserve it. I deserve this belt." <laughs> right. So that I thought that was really effective. I thought him playing up his injury and taking forever to get into the ring. I, I just I, I really liked his performance. Yeah, it was good. I, I thought that, like you said, that there, it felt like there were layers to it. You know, when he was. He he really isn't. He's sort of half not accepting that the crowd can't stand him or that the crowd has turned on him. He's half, well, not half and half, but he's like partially. He's so he's partially like not willing to accept that. He's partially sort of still trying to solicit their sympathies, and yet he can't let go of his ego. Mm-hmm. It's all wrapped into one. I thought <laughs> honestly, I was like. This is kind of out of a movie. Like I can, kind of, I see this character. I, I see him. Yeah. And I see what they're doing. And I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty interesting. I, I think. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to make this last point um, that uh, that uh, Dave Meltzer made in the in the Wrestling Observer, in that they said that, it, or he said that he felt that his promo on Raw was kind of trying to toe the line because, he, and I wonder if this is an Enzo thing or if this is a company thing. They're not really prepared to give up on the merchandise sales. Yeah, that comes with him being a face, and so that's why he didn't go. And if you see when he came out this time, he was playing up to the kids. And I wonder if they're going to. I mean, you. I think you can pull this off, where if he still plays to the kids a little bit, at least coming down the ramp, maybe maybe that kind of, like that kind of gear. I wonder if this character can maintain the merchandise sales. Well, I think and I think. They might be able to. I think in the last few weeks we've seen there's kind of two aspects to Enzo. One is insanely over, the other not so much. Him coming right. out and doing his 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 routine, you yeah. know, the my name is Enzo Amore stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. incredibly over. That'll probably always be over. 
Yeah. Um, when he gets in the ring after he concludes that, when he actually does a promo, it's kind of mm-hmm. hit or miss whether people are into it or not. And then when he does the soft thing, people will 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 you know go along with that. So his 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 routines are still over and probably still be over. Yeah. But everything in between, uh, they can to a certain degree heal him up a bit. And and it could probably be effective. They might be able to kind of have it both ways if they do that. I I think this is this is kind of a rare case where they can. He doesn't have to. He can call the crowd out for hating him, mm-hmm. but it's obvious he st- his character still wants the crowd's adulation. Mm-hmm. And you're right. This version of his character isn't going to let go of those things the crowd eats up. Yeah. Because that's sort of his only the only thing that he can grasp onto. Well, I still have that. Yeah. And and in terms of you know the business side of things, keeping those merchandise sales, um, I think that'll probably you know they can probably accomplish that. It's not like a Neville thing where he's like full or you know prior to this sort of turn yeah. where he's like full heel. I did appreciate too that the crowd at the beginning anyways was chanting we want Neville. Yeah. Um or there was a portion of him anyways doing it. So um so I thought that was good. Uh between, speaking of which um Neville uh, did Oh go ahead, go ahead. No no you you go ahead. I'll say between this opening segment and the segment between uh Enzo and Davari backstage, mm-hmm. I thought both those segments really actually did a lot to really flesh out uh this new Enzo. Yeah. Um yeah. that that I'm just going to jump ahead because I actually really enjoyed the Enzo Davari bit where Enzo's back, or backstage, Davari comes up to him. Davari puts the blame for everything on, on Neville. Yeah. And Enzo at first says, yeah, well, too bad. You still attack me. No title mm-hmm. shot for you. No. Um, and then Davari starts buttering him up. Mm-hmm. And Enzo the whole time is just doing this. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Like it's, yeah. it's bordering on being over the top, yeah. but it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the good. end, at the end, uh, Davari says, "How you doing?" And then uh, Enzo got super serious and just says, "Don't say that." Yeah, don't say that. Don't ever know. say that. It was good. Yeah, no, it, it was good stuff. They, um, I'm trying to remember. Did they, did they even address the uh, the predicament of the title clause no. thing? No. Okay, they didn't. Okay. No. Um, well, Neville kind of did in his promo. We'll get to that in a little bit. Well, he yeah, he addressed it. He said... Um, but no, no one from management addressed the fact that apparently right. there's no number one contender for the Cruiserweight title right now. Yeah, I always get the feeling. Like, I mean, they mentioned Kurt Angle yeah. Um, yeah, now and again, but like he never really shows up in 205 Lives, so I always get the feeling that 205 Lives just sort of runs itself. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. Yeah. If they're not on Raw, then yeah, there is, it's 205 Live. It just runs itself. Right. I was just, I was honestly like, I know that this segment went really long. Um, I was kind of surprised when I looked at the time. I was like, holy crap, the 13 minutes, it, it honestly didn't feel that way. And no, it was, it was one of those things where, right, where when, when Enzo was talking, like, Enzo had a lot to, had a lot to address. And and he he addressed it all. So it was kind of interesting to see where they're going with that. So I, I don't know. I, I like this segment. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, next, we had Akira Tozawa taking on Tony Nese. Drew Gulak came out uh, to join the commentary team. Yeah. Um, he is fantastic playing this character. Yeah. Uh, his new music is uh, maybe a tad too... Sinister. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to use. Should be more political. Yes, very much so. It yeah. should sound more like a, like a, like a newscast theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could, and I could less that, like yeah. uh, some uh, villainous theme from a movie. Nonetheless, yeah. uh, I don't really understand his uh, his video package now either. It doesn't fit it's, his 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 character at all. Do, yeah, I know. I don't know why. For the life of me, they're not using that picture of him with a baby 
um, that's on his Twitter avatar, I think, or his Twitter banner. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just use that. Because all I have is just, like, I think it's an old one. It's like it's it's like his uh, he's got like a bear. Are you talking about like the image they project, like the Drew Gulak image? Thing? Yeah, the Titantron. Yeah, it's he's got a beard still, and he's still wearing the King Arthur thing, but he's like silhouetted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like that unto itself is kind of neat. Well, yeah, but it's not it doesn't, doesn't, fit, doesn't fit him at all. No, like it should, dude. It literally should be him. There, there's that picture on his Twitter avatar, I think, still. Yeah, it should be him like out, out the, in the in the backstage area shaking hands. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It should be all centered around Drew Gulak trying to make 205 Live better in his eyes. I mean, dude, it kind of writes itself. Like, that aspect of things kind of produces itself. Like, just whip it together. I could whip it together in five minutes. They don't Literally, know. just make it all on PowerPoint. It would fit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, I like that they've been playing the, the PowerPoint thing up. It's like, make that, you know, make that part of his video package as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's a good match. Uh, I love Tony Nese. He's like one of my favorites. Um, I can't get enough of his at the top of the ramp. Oh, yeah. Talking about his body. I think it's good. Oh, that one point where he stopped mid-match and said, hold on. Everybody yeah. came here to watch me pose. Oh, it's fantastic. Or flex. He said flex. And so he flexed yeah. by step. It was great. And then Gulak. No, I, love, I love Tony. They've done a really good job. You know, it, it's so easy for, and I've said this before, it's so easy for premier athlete to be a very generic gimmick. They've done everything possible to make that into kind of something interesting, or at least something that's entertaining. I know it's been yeah. really good. Yeah, um, um, uh, anyways, it was a fun match, but yeah, uh, it was. Akira Kurosawa won, won with his top rope senton. Um, after right. Drew Gulak gets in the ring um, and calls the people sheep, the audience mm-hmm. sheep, for yeah. uh, chanting, and then he kind of twisted uh, Akira Tozawa's chant into uh, a sheep's ba. <laughs> yeah. And he did it. He did it incessantly. Yeah. Until uh, well, he did. He didn't. He didn't. He load up one more PowerPoint. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, it was uh, no, celebration. no celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, uh, Tazawa got kind of tired of hearing his chant be uh, bastardized to a uh, sheep's. Back. Oh. And so he attacked Drew Gulak. Yeah. Yeah. So furthering the storyline between these two, it'll be a good match. Looking forward. Yeah, to that. no, it should be him. Yeah, probably a good couple matches. Yeah, uh, we already touched on the Enzo Davari backstage segment. Good stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, next, we had a scheduled match between TJP and Lince Dorado. Of course, uh, yeah. Lince Dorado was attacked uh, yeah. before his scheduled match against Rich Swan, and it doesn't take a leap of logic to assume that it was TJP who perpetrated that attack. Anyways. Right. Um, Right as Lince is coming out, Rich Swan just runs right past him. He drives right the ring, past him. <laughs> and starts, and I really wish he was doing the driving thing when he did that. Oh, just like shifted into turbo <laughs> and then ran down. And he had his, his hand on the steering wheel. Yeah. So Rich Swan flies in the ring and TJP starts pummeling him. <laughs> so that was, I, I think he overshot that slide by a good like eight feet. Yeah. Because man, he... He shot into that ring. He ended up like right in TJP's lap, pretty much. <laughs> TJP had notes. It's like, okay, well, I can't just no sell this. Like, I can't just let him stand up and start yeah. beating me up. So yeah, he had to go down. But then Rich Swan turned around on him, got the upper hand, and beat him up a little bit. Yeah. Um, next up, we had uh, Brian Lee, Brian Kendrick. Kendrick, and Jack Gallagher. Uh, down. That was like in the bowels of the arena, or is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was that okay. was right. Uh, Kendrick was. I don't know. Like, I feel like they need to add something else to this Jack Gallagher character. You know what they should add? Just randomly have, like, his face spattered in blood. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's like, doing, he's like to, to, for him from? to be a villain, he's not necessarily changing the anything except he's talking slower. 
and in the monotone. Smile. It's, yeah, it's, he doesn't it's smile. Like, uh, it's passionate uh, 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 aspect to his voice, and he's yeah. supposed to be menacing, and it's not really working. He just seems like sleepy. <laughs> I kind of, I'll be honest, I kind of like it. I, kinda, I, I see it. He doesn't smile, but I don't feel like there's any, there's, there's, there's no simmering rage underneath any of it. That's the, my thing. Yeah, he's just speaking slower and, 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 and see, yeah. I mean, he doesn't naturally seem like a, you know, a like sinister a guy. No, I know, sinister guy. Yeah. But I feel like that's yeah. necessary if, if they want to get this character over. I'm telling you, man, a, a little bit of, like, just blood spatter on his face. And oh, that would like, help. Where, where did that come from? Like, he always looks like he's coming from a murder scene. Okay. Or, like, a pummeling scene. Yeah, that's fine. You know, I mean, they called, they, they, they referred to him as Jack the Ripper once. Mm-hmm. Play that up. Yeah. You know, have him carrying around, like, a, a rusty, a dull, rusty machete in his back, sort of in his back belt loop. And then, you know, some blood spatter on his face. <laughs> you want sinister. There's your sinister. I would do it. That'd be terrifying. I'd buy I'd buy into that. But I don't know. I kind of dig it. I like it. And then, you know, Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick was doing the majority of the talking. Yeah, yeah. He, he uh, introed the promo and did most of it. And mm-hmm. then Gallagher chimed in at the end. Yeah. So, kind of interesting to see how this goes. I mean, I like this better than what led to it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, hey, yeah. would it be would it be creepier if, if Gallagher donned the clown outfit like I keep on... <laughs> Asking for it might, yeah. You know, if if he if he was doing everything as he's doing now, but just wore clown makeup, yeah, yeah, that'd be a bit weird. It'd be great. Could be. <laughs> um, and I, and they announced too that uh, Gallagher has a match against Cedric Alexander next week. Oh, nice! Which should be great. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, that'll be next, really good. Neville comes. I wonder, ring, but that, so, but he's probably going to be wearing not his candy striped pants. I hope he wrestles in his in his suit. I think he's wearing a suit, yeah. Yeah, that'd be the right be right cool. move. That'd be good. Next, Neville comes to his ring against Devar. Comes to his comes to the ring. He comes to his, his ring. Match he's still the king. Devari, sorry. Uh, still the king. Uh, drops a promo and says, "Yeah, I, I know. I, I I won't get a title shot. I don't care. I'd do it again. I would beat a Benzo every day." I was a little annoyed they were wetting him a little bit. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, really? Was no. it wait? Am I tripping? Was it something else? Maybe it was something. No, I thought it was this. I thought I heard some what's. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I hope so too, because that would be a freaking love Neville. He's a. I hope they don't go full on face with Neville. I want him to keep his edge. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I mean, like the last couple of weeks, or like this week, I should say, on Raw and then on Two Hundred Five Live, they did a decent enough job because his, his his body mannerisms are still the same. Like, oh really yeah, he's into, like, yeah. He wants to emphasize something in one. So. No, so I think. I like to think that they understand that part of what made him so great over the past couple of months is his full character change, and I, I would really doubt that they would abandon. I mean, that. you yeah. can't put it past anybody, but yeah, I, I doubt that they're going to ditch that altogether. I think they, you know, they understand that, you know, like he got he got over as a heel for a pretty good reason because yeah. all of a sudden he had this amazing character that he unleashed, and yeah. you know, you can't go back to just boring Neville. Nope. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, I love this promo. That was great. It was still, it was still in that character. So hopefully that's a good sign, you know, addressing that. Um, anyways, out comes Davari. Like instantly Neville's attracted by Enzo because Enzo walks out with Davari. Um, yeah. Stands in his corner and Davari takes advantage. And it's, it's, I think it was like a 10 minute match and Davari was in control for about eight minutes of it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because of that, yeah, because of the distraction of, uh, because Enzo, I kind of like, too, they had a mic kind of pointed at Enzo so you could hear what he was saying. And it was just, I don't know, the trash talk kind of made me laugh. Like he was saying, oh, look, it's your precious. And he oh, was like yeah, dancing yeah. with it and stuff. Um, really taunting Neville. I thought that was a pretty entertaining aspect of things. Um, eventually, Neville manages to turn the tables, puts the rings of Saturn on Davari, picks up the win. Mm-hmm. And after the match, uh, Enzo gets in the ring with his crutch and starts beating the hell out of Neville with it. Oh, yeah. He was really laying in Neville with that crutch. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, that, that crutch got destroyed over Neville. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. So if any moment, I guess, is going to be uh, for sure Enzo's heel turn, it was that beat down with the crutch. Oh, yeah, and I think I think between that and, and his, his opening, I thought that opening promo did did a lot, you know. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. that he really, I you know, it's always good when you see somebody, like, fully realize what direction they're supposed to be going in, and I, I really feel like that was the case with Enzo. Yeah. And I'm really hoping, I'm really, it'll be really interesting. So, like, last week's ratings were, you know, I think they were in 11th again, so the Enzo experiment kind of only worked that first week he was on. I really hope that having them in the main event segment and that sort of brawn and the rest of the Cruiserweight division segment really kind of like, you know, a lot of people are sharing that on Twitter. I don't know if you want to consider it viral or not, but a lot of people are sharing that. I'm really hoping that helps the ratings. You know, I hope that more people, I we had at least one person on Twitter say, hey, you know, after never having checked it out, because of that segment at the end of Raw, I checked it out this week and it was actually pretty cool. Good. Um, hopefully... More people will do that. Yes, because I mean, I think I just feel like so many people probably associate it with something like main event. You know, like yeah, it's a bunch of afterthoughts, and uh, it's it's decent as its own thing. Oh, two or five live is consistently. It might be my favorite show in all of w, in all of WWE. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one A and one B with NXT right now. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, but I I just feel like two or five live really excels when it comes to character. Yeah, I agree. And and storytelling. And, yeah. I'm rarely disappointed in the show. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, next up, we had uh, NXT. Yeah. By far my favorite hour of wrestling television, man. I freaking love another great freaking episode. It was really weird, good. Weird stuff going on. Uh, pick apart. Yeah, the uh, show opens up with William Regal um, kind of laying out the plans for the NXT Women's Championship. He mm-hmm. said beginning next week, I think, they're going to start having uh, matches to fill out that fatal four-way match. Um, that's happened at NXT Takeover Houston. Right. So wait, I, I think I think is this gonna be like a bunch of uh, three way triple. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's I. I mean, I kind of looked through the the taping results. I saw yeah. two. I don't remember seeing the third. All right. Um, spoiler alert, by the way. I won't say who won because I don't remember. Uh, yeah, don't don't even give us the participants. Don't even. Do no, that. I'm not going to. I'm just trying to remember right. if I saw anything about it. But okay, let me just ask you this one question: Are but, they putting anybody from the May Young Classic in these matches? In the I don't remember. Okay, all right, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so that's cool. That's neat. I mean, that's kind of where we wanted to go with that. I mean, it's not exactly a tournament, but it's not like they have enough people for a tournament, anyways. Really? Oh, they so could. This is, I mean, they could have a. a, a not they can have an eight woman tournament, but at least four. Well, so, I mean, they did... I mean, well, if, they kind have, of, if they have two uh, triple threat matches, there's six at least, and they can find at least two more wrestlers. They could have had an eight-woman eight tournament. It's, I know, but it's kind of tournament-ish. I mean, they had a qualifying match tonight for one of them. Yeah. Liv Morgan and Vanessa Bourne, they said it was a qualifying match, so it's kind of tournament-ish. I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. Um, although, wait, was Vanessa Bourne in the man class? She was. Oh, yeah. Keep them out of that. 
Uh, anyways, first up we had, beside after that, sorry, uh, we had uh, Eric Young come out and drop a very top-notch, super bad, uh, super, what is it? Top-notch, super best. Super best. <laughs> it's been so long. I, I still don't know his name. Didn't know um, a promo uh, where he talks about space and time and how it doesn't exist in NXT. Um, I mean, maybe that's how they explain, like, all the, like, random call-ups and then how Bobby Roode just disappeared after he, like, he literally a different character, yeah. Exactly. Took so that maybe that's what strong and just and just uh, just uh, teleported straight to the, a SmackDown Live house show that was happening <laughs> that night. Exactly. Oh man. Uh, but no, I like this promo. It was short to the point. I yep. love Nikki Cross. She was all trying to hug Damo, and he sort of like shoved her away a little bit. Didn't shove her away, but kind of shrugged her away. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was good. Every time I hear him talk, though, it just hurts my throat. Oh, I know. Because I know, like, whenever I talk. And I got a bum throat. That's what I sound like. Uh, it's it's a close approximation. <laughs> I don't think anybody sounds like Eric Young. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I know. It's great though. It's so it's so traveled. Um, yes. but anyways, that was great. Uh, he throw he sort of drops the mic. Uh, it was announced we're going to get him versus uh, Adam Cole Bebe for the main event. Yep. Um, in Adam Cole's in-ring debut for NXT, so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, um, next up, we... Lars, we, Lars Sullivan walks to the ring. Again, yeah. his rear end towards the camera. And now nobody, nobody that watches this show, our recaps from last week especially, nobody cannot see him point his ass at the crowd. It's great. I mean, everybody sees it. Everybody sort of realizes what he's doing, though. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. I love his... He's only 29 years old. I know. He's going to go places, man. He looks 59, man. He looks like he would have been a star in 1959. Oh, I know. Massive star. Um, he He's was taken on Oni Lorcan. Oni gave an interview before the match. I like that Oni didn't even look close to the camera. Most of the interview, he was looking towards like the, the, the exit to the ring. He was eager to get out there. He was very eager. He wanted to fight. I love Oni Lorcan because there's zero frills. Oh, I know. There is no frills. I know. It's great. I like his theme song, though. Then he just raises his hand. He's so ugly, and he's got that weird body. It's great. It's so fantastic. And this dude, this match, I can watch this. I can watch these two fight literally every week and never get bored. Oh, I know. I can just watch Cody would... come out and slap Lars Sullivan repeatedly I, oh across my... the face and never get bored of it. The, the chops that just seem to make Lars even stronger... And then he, like, did the thing where he grabs him by the neck and starts slapping his face. Oh, that's And crazy. Lars just screams at him in this weird beast growl. And then uh, it, was a, it was amazing. It was just Oni Lorcan trying. It was just, it was a man versus monster. Like, Oni Lorcan, this, like, this thin bastard, just not selling or just, just trying to chop this giant thing down. And Lars Sullivan just eating everything in sight. And making it, like, he was acting like literally and made him stronger. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I can watch. I wish they would have a best of 100 series. Well, it needs to be an odd number, 101. Right. Well, okay. They need to have 101 matches, and Lars Sullivan goes 101. Oni Lorcan gets one win in the very last one. And that'd make Oni a huge star. Yes. After losing a hundred straight matches to Lars Sullivan, winning the last one. That'd be amazing. And then he retires. Oh, that'd be great. Now he goes to Maine and wins the universal title. And yeah, he figured out the cheat code for defeating <laughs> monsters. 
Beast. Whatever. So, of course, Lars wins this match after a really fun match. Uh, after he gets the pin, he goes to attack Oni Lorcan. But then Danny Birch, uh, Oni Lorcan's new best friend, comes out new to make save. Yeah, man, I loved it. So yeah. next week, maybe we're going to get Danny Birch, for, or at some point, should we get Danny Birch versus Lars Sullivan? Yeah. That'd be fantastic. I don't both. want them to do the thing where Danny Birch and Lars and Oni Lorcan team up in a handicap match. I don't want them to do that. Don't do that. No, but I do want to see Oni Lorcan and, and Danny Birch become a tag team. Oh, I definitely want to see that. I love this, man. Danny Birch, he's great. Oni Lorcan, he's great. Oh, man. Just, like, I just want them to stay in NXT until Vince retires. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. Because they'll totally be Jobber Supreme when they go to Maine. Oh, yeah. bums me the crap out. I know. Big time. Um, next up, Ruby Riot interview. Um, I like this. You're yeah, saying, look, just because me and Nikki Cross uh, teamed up, you know, doesn't mean that they're friendos. Anything. We're not friends. Yeah, we're not friendos. We're not going shopping together. We're not going out getting uh, hair extensions together. I think Nikki Cross looks amazing with that longer hair. Mm-hmm. She looks you like mean, a, you like mean Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. I'm sorry, Ruby yeah, yeah, Riot. Yeah. She looks like, like a much more developed character. Mm-hmm. I don't know something about it. Um, Ruby Riot's ascent has been pretty crazy. I know. Uh, when did she get signed? I'm looking this up. She was Heidi Lovelace. Yeah. I mean, she, she de- debuted as a matter of what? Uh, around Orlando, right? Yeah. So six months ago. Sign. Oh wow, yeah. And the fact that she's already gotten as popular as what she is is pretty impressive. Oh, dude, yeah, no, January fourth, twenty seventeen. So Tokyo Dome Day. When she signed or when she uh, debuted? This year, it was announced that she had signed and reported to the WWE Performance Center. She made her in-ring debut January 13th. Oh, at a live event, losing to Daria Baronado, so Sonya Deville. She made her TV She made her TV debut in March. Wow. That was six months ago. That's crazy. That's fantastic. Yeah, she's really good. That's right. That's right. At TakeOver Orlando, that's right. Yeah. I she was that. involved in the in the Sanity versus uh, Ty and uh, Roger. Yeah, Strong. yeah, right, right, right. And she's uh, gonna be in the video game already. What's that? That's fan. She's gonna be in that video game already. Two K. Oh, I know. It's I called it that video game. I don't know why I did that. That's awesome, man. She's great. She is great. Next. Ready for prime time. Next. Oh man. Heavy machinery. Heavy machinery. Who, by the way, now I have another reason not to like them. Why? They no-sold Karen wearing a going-in-raw shirt on a high-five. Not cool, Heavy Machinery. Not cool at uh, all, man. They she had her on. hand oh, yeah, ready yeah. to go, that was and awesome. they no-sold it. That was awesome. She had on a going-in-raw shirt. That was awesome that Karen was wearing her going-in-raw shirt. I know. Uh, heavy Machinery is taking on Demetrius Bronson and Patrick Scott. Patrick Scott looks exactly like a, the lost Curry brother. Dude, that dude looks exactly like Stephen Curry, but like 15 years old. <laughs> he does. Don't I, he? Does. I didn't. I was watching it on my phone, so I didn't notice. Oh my god, he did. He was great. He was. He was a good little actor, though. Because um, when he was trying to chop one of the heavy machinery guys and getting nowhere with it, he was very sad about it. Um, so that was pretty cool. Demetrius Bronson. What were those pants that he wore? Well, they were they were like they were slacks, but like spray painted with like pinstripes. But you know they're not pin. You can't pinstripe that. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't like it. I don't like those pants. Those are not good pants. He's a built dude. He used to be in the NFL. Yeah, 
You say he should be or used to be? No, he used to be. Okay. He played yeah. for the Seahawks, dude. I thought you said he should be. Yeah, I know. I know. I got these why, little why, why earbuds. I'm talk- trying to under- hear you. I'm in my garage recording this. It'll be, that'll be interesting. You're, you're recording video, right? Yeah. Okay, that'll be an interesting. That'll be an interesting sight. Man, you need to take one of those banners home from the news desk. You need to put it behind you. We need them off of the news desk, don't we? What's that? Don't we need them off the news desk? We do. We'll get some new ones for you. Okay. We'll do more stuff remotely. So you don't have to I got a, a, a plain white wall behind me. Oh, man. You should have put up some posters. I didn't have time this morning, man. There's always time. No, no. To make things better. No. <laughs> oh, man. I do not like heavy machinery, but they went on. I do like their finish. Yeah, the finish is great. I like the finish. They just sandwich the guy. Or they don't sandwich them. They just pile on top of each other. Yeah, the compactor. On top of their opponent. Yeah. Um, Demetrius Bronson's got a great NFL-type body. Though. Like He's a built dude. Yeah. So get him a lot of reps. It's so hard, man. It's so hard for Performance Center guys to come up with all the talent that WWE is signing from, like, indie feds. Mm-hmm. All the credit. Like, guys doing this for, like, you know, years and years, sometimes a decade. And all that credibility they have. And, then you know, some dude comes up from the NFL. It's got to be difficult to break through. Man. I know. But he did okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, during a very important uh, William Regal uh, press conference. Yeah, he's talking about uh, NXT TakeOver Houston already. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of those microphones wasn't on. <laughs> I watched it on my, my TV right here. And the, clearly, he had like a, one of the, the smaller zooms. And it was not on. The red light wasn't on? No. The screen wasn't even, like, he literally didn't turn the unit on. So it wasn't just that there was no red light. I, hey, I'll never, <coughs> I'll never forget, I was laughing so hard. It was like two years ago. I was watching a, a Kings game here in town uh, on TV. Yeah. And then the, the press conference afterwards, you know, they go in the locker room and they interview all the guys. And uh, somebody had one of our old Zooms that, you know, the old one we used to use. Yeah. The H4N, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And the red light was blinking. It wasn't solid. Oh, they had it <laughs> He hit it once, but he didn't hit it twice. So he wasn't getting any audio. And I know that guy after the fact was like, Craig, where's the audio for? Oh. Where's the audio? Oh, man. I think it was the coach, too. <laughs> That's a bummer. You need that audio, man. Yeah. On Zoom, make sure you hit the record button twice. You got to do it twice. Yep. Uh, so Regal was holding a press conference, I'm assuming impromptu, outside the performance center. Yeah. Um, and uh, Johnny Gargano exits performance yeah. center. And Regal Johnny, says, Johnny, come over here, lad. All right. I understand. You asked me for a rematch against a day, uh, uh, Almas, Cien Almas, Andrade Almas. And after much consideration, I've decided to grant you, after you dispatched with those piles of trash Tino Sabatelli and the other guy Riddick Moss Riddick Moss I've decided to grant you your rematch request against Andrade Cien Almas Asuka and that will happen when is that going to happen? next week? maybe two weeks two weeks I don't remember everything, I feel like everything with Regal is two weeks yeah. two weeks from now he always gives him two weeks in advance two weeks from now it'll be t- t- he knows on. how to build anticipation he does. Not next week. It's always uh, two weeks from now. He'll be taking on Andrade San Almas. And it'll be grand. It'll be a good match. 
You think Andrade Cien Almas is out the door, man? To Maine? No. Oh, just no. out the door, period? Maybe. I get that feeling. Uh, he's not, he's not, he hasn't been announced as DLC for 2K18. No, I don't think he's out the door. I'm, Sawyer sure, he, I'm sure he has a multi-year contract. Sawyer Fulton's in the game. Yeah, because he was yeah. part of Sandy. They probably started development when, when he was still in Sandy, though. Stan Almas isn't? I don't have an answer for you, man. I think he might be gone, man. No, I don't think so. He was a massive star in Mexico. I understand. He's making, like, what, 25000 a year in NXT? I don't know, man. I don't have an answer for you, but I don't think he, I'm not going to use his, his, his lack of inclusion in 2K18 as evidence that he's leaving the company. Many pieces of the puzzle. Is Gargano in 2018? Yeah, he is. I saw him. Oh, yeah, we played. Oh. Yeah, he's in, yeah, he's in the game, yeah. We played it as him. That's in one of our videos. Oh, man. Anyways, I love these. I love when they do this. I just wish that there was a B story going on in the background. Like there was with Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan yeah, in the ring. They need to do more of that. I love that stuff. Well, I think the B story was William Regal talking about NXT TakeOver Houston this far. There was no meat there. They they said, he them. said something like, we have something very special for you planned. No, he didn't say that. At the end, he, he did. I know, he was, that was, that's, what does that mean? What does that even mean? That can mean anything. I don't know what it means. A brand new signee by the name of, I don't know, I got nothing. Nick Jackson. Matt Nick Jackson. Jackson. Oh, whoa! Young Bucks. The Young Bucks. Too sweet. They're too sweet. Too sweet, boys. Or, or uh, uh, Adam Page. Generation Me. Yeah. Yeah, Hangman Page. Uh, next up, we had uh, Liv Morgan versus Vanessa Bourne. Yeah. Not a great match. Um, here's the thing about Liv Morgan. So she's small, mm-hmm. like really small. Mm-hmm. And unlike with Alexa Bliss, for example, Alexa Bliss is tiny, but I never get the feeling that she's not strong. Like she doesn't try to execute moves that make her look like she's out of her depth in terms of strength. Yeah. Liv Morgan, I noticed this. It looks like she has a tough time lifting anything like towards the finish when she went to go pin Vanessa Bourne and granted I think is the person getting pin pinned when somebody puts their arm under your leg to bring it up oh you're supposed to help probably supposed to help a little bit Liv Morgan looked like she was and I noticed that during the match though like it doesn't feel like she has any strength whatsoever like everything feels like it's a task Every little thing feels like it's a task. And I don't know how to count it. Maybe it's just because of Vanessa Bourne. I don't know how, what kind of experience she has. Oh, she's, maybe she's the, pretty new. She's pretty green. Yeah. And so maybe the other person is supposed to make it look easier for them. But I, it was, it was kind of distracting to me. And then by the end, I was like, God, it looks like she can barely even lift up the other person's leg, Vanessa's leg. Like, I don't know if that's a Vanessa Bourne thing, but I don't know. I've never noticed that before. I've never noticed somebody in the in the ring look so physically weak like with their actions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 I was like, man, just bugged the crap out of me. Okay. I like her, though. I like Liver. She has a great look. Yeah, it's she's, just, got, she's got good energy. She's kind of too Carmella-ish. They need to put her in some different gear or something. Yeah, I know. That's going to be the problem. They, did you notice they tried to do something different with their video package this week? Oh, no. They try, Well, they did. They tried to give her, like, the Blake. You remember when Blake and Murphy would come out to that god-awful 
dubstep. Yeah, yeah. And they would like the camera would move a lot. Yeah. They tried to do the camera moving a lot thing with her. Like she came out and the camera like went all weird, like canted or something. It was like oh, uh, zooming in and out. Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. a little bit, and then was like sort of off to the side and stuff. And I was like, I don't know, man. I think Carmela's kind of over. Like Carmela's established a really good foothold. And Liv Morgan, I can even tell in her look because she gave a little camera promo thing. And I can even tell with that she was playing. I think it felt like maybe she was playing down her New York accent. Oh. Um, They're kind of distancing her from the New Jersey thing. I I feel yeah, New Jersey. I'm sorry, Jersey. Yeah, I feel like they're they're they they need to figure something else out. I think she's super young, so mm-hmm. she has plenty of time. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what I should do since now apparently, at least on Twitter, she her and Tyler Bate have something going on, some flirtation. Anyways, um, they should give her a British accent. They should make her like a female Jack Gallagher. Right, and then she comes out with British strong style. Okay, give her a new name. What's a British name? She can be uh, Liz Morgan instead of Liv. Oh, there you go, Short Queen for Liz. Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth Morgan. There you go. Hello. Oh, that's a good one. See, look at that. We should be the booking committee for NXT. Good. All right, so here you go, Liv. You're going to do a British accent, and this is terrible. She just says "Tally who?" Oh, no. He's like, "What? What was that?" Fancy some tea and scones. Well, that's better. <laughs> oh, anyway, what do you think about this, Alistair Black? Alistair Black was in the ring uh, per, at the performance center kickboxing. doing some kickboxing sparring session, um, and they asked, uh, "Hey, what do you think about uh, uh, Velveteen Dream?" I love that Alistair referred to him as Patrick. Yeah, that I liked a lot. That was really cool. Um, I feel like he gave him too short of a shrift, though. I, I feel like he kind of needed to. I don't know. I number one, I like Alistair Black talking. A lot of people are like, oh, ruin his mystique. I like him talking. He comes off as very matter of fact, mm-hmm. and I like that. Um, what What did you think of his? No, his, I, his, I agree. Is that yeah? He he he. I don't think he gave uh, Velveteen Dream enough credit. He just said that he was a child looking for attention, mm-hmm. which. Which I think now that I just said that out loud, I kind of like in 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 concept. But, I don't know, it just felt like he gave him too short of a shrift. No, I agree. Didn't give him enough respect. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he said something like, you know, he needs to do a lot, if he thinks he's going to get under my skin and make a name for himself by invading my personal space, <laughs> he needs to think again. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Uh, and on top of that, like, he's a tad mumbly. That I don't mind. Like towards the end, towards the end, I can empathize with that. Towards the end, I literally didn't hear what like the last line he said was, and I was like, "Wait, what did he say?" He's a low talk. Uh, maybe I'm just projecting because like you mumble a little bit. Yeah, I do. I mumble a lot. But not that bad. You don't mumble that bad. I mumble quite a bit. He's, maybe <laughs> he, maybe that's his his future gimmick is low talker. <laughs> He's kind of a low talker, man. Yeah. He's kind of a low talker. It's all right, though. It is. I noticed that you, you counteract your mumbling sometimes. I don't think you... On air, you don't really mumble that much. No, I, I'm, I'm... In person, in, in, like, when the cameras aren't rolling, like, sometimes sometimes I got to ask you a couple times, but then sometimes I do this. I notice you ask me what, like, three times when I mentioned something the other day, and I just... I don't know. Sometimes I just mumble, too. No, I'm conscious about. of it, so I try not to mumble as much on camera. 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're good. And then you use you, sometimes you hand talk too. Yeah. You use you use your fingers to talk. <laughs> oh man, how much do you love Cassius Ono? Oh, he's awesome. He talked on some jabroni named Fabian Eichner. Yeah, uh, Fabian was in the uh, cruiserweight class. Representing oh, representing Italy, Fabian Eichner. Yeah, I looked him up. He came. He comes from something called New Europe Wrestling, something oh. like that. Um, and then so he did the cruiserweight classic to job to Jack Gallagher probably in the first round. Yeah. Um, and then went back, and then they brought him in here to job to Cassius Ono. Yeah, he's he's pretty athletic. Um, that uh that uh, uh plancha he did. Oh yeah, that was great. That was great. He almost, he almost he, ate crap. I know too. he had to do a full squat on the ropes to to get it off. Yeah. But then his uh, his double springboard mood salt looked good. Ono oh no, yeah. speaking of speaking of people jumping out of the ring, I do love uh, uh, Oni Lorkin with that tope. I oh yeah, that was great. That was great. I just like saying the word tope. It's a good that and plancha were both plancha good and tope. Yeah, those are great words. Which one's a what is it? A plancha is when you like jump out full on and then flip, right? Well, I think I think well no, a tope is I think when you just jump over the rope. You're right. Or through the rope, but I think a plancha you use you use the ropes. Oh, did Trent use? Uh, what did Trent do at Wrestle Kingdom when he landed on nothing? He didn't use the ropes. So that'd be a tope. Then, that was a tope. That would have been a tope con Hilo. Oh, <laughs> what's Hilo mean? I, I don't know what con means. I don't know. <laughs> oh, is Hilo flip? Maybe. I'd like you're jumping with a flip. Could be. <laughs> Anyways, that was a plancha out of nothing. Um, anyways, uh, Cassius Ono won with a cyclone kick. Yeah. Um, man, I, how much how much would you love to see Cassius Ono up there on main roster? Oh, great. Pete, you know, I don't know what they're doing, man. Some guys are just born to be over with the fans, and that nobody more than Cassius Ono. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how much would you love to see him get, like, a massive push on the main oh, roster on great. Raw? Because awesome. he's big. Well, obviously, he's a big dude. Yeah. Imagine I could see him. him and Braun Strowman, how awesome that'd be. Are you, dude, and the people would be so... Oh, yeah. If he, if he so made physical. his way up to Brock, and I'm not delusional, that would never happen. He would be a massive star. He could be massive massively over with the fans. All it would take, have, have, have Ono come to the main roster, have him in a three-month program with Samoa Joe. Oh, my God. How incredible would that be? I don't know why they would never do that, man. I know. Because, he, he, dude, he could put on some freaking amazing matches. I know. That would be great. going to happen, though, man? I don't think it's going to happen at all. Next. You don't think he's, do you even think he's going to go to Maine, though? Oh, he might, but I don't know if they're going to have him be in a program with Samoa Joe, much less Braun Strowman. Because he's already... I, think, his, I, I like don't 30. think they would give... Yeah, I don't think... How old is he? I think he's in his late 30s. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they would give him Ty Dillinger treatment, do you? I would hope not. I don't. I mean, Ty doesn't deserve Ty Dillinger treatment. Um, mm. So I don't know. Ty Dillinger is exactly where his ceiling is. I don't know, I don't know how what they see... Where they see Cassius Ono in two years. Oh, geez, he's already. Oh, he's I, 37. I don't know where he sees himself in two years. Like, did, did he come to NXT just to go to NXT? Is he kind of a player coach thing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because when he first came in and was losing matches, that's why I thought maybe he was there to help instruct, but also to wrestle some. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as I know, there's never been any clarity as far as what his exact role is beyond wrestler. If there is a role beyond wrestler, I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's not getting like the Alistair Black Finn Balor treatment. That's obvious. Not, he's not getting the Samoa Joe treatment. But God, he could be so over. I know. I don't get it, man. People love that guy. They just love him because of who he is. I know. And that's honestly, that's what people. It's the, it's the Daniel Bryan thing. That's why people love he Daniel came Bryan. Off completely genuine. Exactly, and that's what people want. And that's the thing about Roman Reigns that it was just boggling my mind. I was like, he's not. People can try to argue that he's top guy, but it's like when he comes out and everybody boos him. I'm like, what are they even doing? I know. And 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 he, he his work is most effective, especially on the mic when he seems genuine. When he seems genuine, exactly. Like last week on Raw, the opening segment, he seemed genuine. Put yeah. that beef away. That seemed genuine. It seemed like that was something he made up on the spot. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I love Cassius Ono, though. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Next, uh, Drew McIntyre gave an interview talking about his upcoming match against Roderick Strong for the NXT Championship. Yep. He says, uh, yeah. He said, I came out there to congratulate him and tell him that I'm proud of him. But he's not going to take this title off of me. Yeah. Something like that. He said, oh, this is going to be my first defense. Hey, I hear this is a hell of a match, though. Yeah. I hear it's a hell of a match. Cool. Can't wait. Is that next week? Or two weeks. <laughs> well, Regal didn't announce it, so maybe it is next week. I think, it's a, I think he probably announced it last week. Yeah. Two weeks from now. Yeah, I think we're he did. Get... I think he did last week, he said, because uh, <laughs> Roger Strong talked to two weeks. Two weeks from now, you're going to fight. And if maybe he's just like, he need, he need, you know what he needs to start saying? You know, they, you know what they call two weeks in England? What? A fortnight. Fortnight, yes, that's right. A fortnight from now, you're going to fight. I love it. Anyways, uh, next up we had uh, Adam Cole's promo, baby. He needs to work out. He needs to work out what to do with his intro because the the ring announcer said Adam Cole, and then he said Adam Cole, but the crowd said Bebe after the ring announcer said Adam Cole. So either he needs to say Adam Cole with the ring announcer, or he needs to tell the ring announcer not to say his name. Oh, am I right? Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. You're right. That crowd, everybody just wants to say Bebe. What'd you think of his trunks, dude? They're terrible. you're, You're. Caught up on his trunks for some reason. They don't pop. They're awful. They're not they're awful. Are you boring. are you serious? They're it no more like awful than anything he had in Ring of Honor. Okay, the wor- yeah they are. They're much worse. Are you kidding? The the Bullet Club gear he had is awesome. Oh, because it just said Bullet Club everywhere. Um, and it said Cole in, in Bullet Club letters. I don't expect that because he's not Bullet Club anymore. But the words Bay Bay, right? Yeah, it looks like they're not in a font. It looks like they were just cut freehand, right? Yeah. Out of whatever they put put on there, they look. Ter- it's, it's it's like a five year old design. Uh, put Bebe on there, okay? You just slap it on there, and then like wherever they can fit the AC, they slap that on there. They put some like red glitteryish material on the front, and then and then put like a in black letters an AC on that. Yeah. So it barely even stands out. And then, like, some white trim. They're so bad. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> They're so bad. Dude, this is NXT. This is the, like, you're coming up, man. You're coming up. Maybe he made Why him, is maybe it? He made him uh, himself to save some money. Like, does that come out of his, out of his salary? Yeah, his everybody interest? has to pay for their own ring gear. No. Yeah. No way. I think so. I think, I don't think that's correct. That can't be true. 
I mean, if they're like robes, maybe. But not just like, hey, you just, I think you just walk up. It seems there's got to be salaried. Yeah, she her yeah she's salaried with WWE, but I think you have to go up to her and say, I want you know like with your materials, and she, then she just sews it together. You have to pay for the materials, I think. Okay, well the material that's one thing though. That's paying for your ring gear. Like they have like to buy Adam their own Cole just need, he, dude. He needs the friend. Everybody in the wrestling industry, like all those pro, you can tell who has like Marty Skrull. He's got a friend. He's got a dude who knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right? I know. Adam Cole has never had that guy. Why did He has a million friends in the industry. Why doesn't he say, hey, Marty, who's your guy? Maybe he takes satisfaction in doing things himself, Steve. He shouldn't. I don't know, man. He did have a friend, maybe, and that, maybe that friend was the one who was designing all his pro wrestling T-shirts. Uh, yeah, they're terrible. That was him, too. I know. Maybe that he, he just likes that design aesthetic. Terrible? He likes Maybe. the terrible. I don't know. <laughs> it's like he is, it's like he has like I don't know his nephew cut out the words baby. Maybe that's it. Maybe he just likes it. Like talking about DIY, DIY stuff always looked amazing. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that they didn't. Man, now I don't know. Man, they have to have they have they, they have a designer on staff. That DIY stuff was great. Yeah, it was. I wouldn't even know how to design that. Good. But like the uh, Johnny Gargano's logo, that's something he's had for a while. Yeah, I know, but the fact that they were able to incorporate that and then Psycho Killer. Same with uh, uh, Ciampa. But then, like, a like t-shirt with that logo on it. The scheme and, like, the color matching. Oh, I know. know. It looked brilliant. It It looked looked so so good. And then he comes out here with the stuff that looks like he Elmer glued it on. It's terrible, man. Tell you, man. I like this promo, though. Yeah, it was fine. It was good. I was expecting a bit more. I still want to know, like, they're just there to change things. That's their that's their deal. Oh, no, you, you called this perfectly, like, last week, when, like, everybody's thing can't simply be, this is my NXT now. Yeah. That can't be everybody's thing. Yeah. Like, at least with Sanity, it's like, okay, chaos has arrived. We're going to cause chaos or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of moaned back in the day about, well, we don't really know what their mission statement is, but you can kind of figure, you know, it's to cause chaos, you know? Yeah, and the commentary team has at least spelled that out somewhat. Right, and it's sort of inherent in their look and what they yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. interfere and shit. But, like, yeah, coming out and saying, this is mine now. Yeah, we're here. Do you feel, you feel that, that sensation? That's us changing things. We're here to shock the system. Yeah. But I don't know, really. They're, you know, they're like how? Their music kind of sounds vaguely N-W-O-S. <laughs> it does kind of, uh. <laughs> so are they there? Are, but then are they there to They got to change that. They got to change that at some point. So I don't know. Okay, even okay, I'll say this. Even their shirt, the Undisputed Era shirt, like it's not a good name. But like that had some crisp design work. Mm-hmm. Whoever did that, can you design me some trunks? Yeah. Some Undisputed Era looking trunks. Maybe those are just trunks that Adam Cole had uh, lying around. Probably. I, I would think interim that, until they get some new stuff made. Although they haven't wrestled yeah. for a month. After He's his had a lot of time. I think there'd be plenty of time. Maybe not. Maybe he ordered some stuff to, to, to make the trunks. They're in back order. Oh, yeah, that could be. Stuff out of his closet he's had for a while just to hold them over for a while. I will say Adam Cole looks like he's in great shape. Oh, he does. He looks fantastic. He looks great. He's so comfortable on the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, this match. looked like there might have been a little bit of ring rust. A little but, bit. Um, at one spot early on when Eric Young uh, lifted himself up with the turnbuckle. And I don't mm-hmm. know if Adam Cole was supposed to go under him or supposed to Yeah. Stop where he did, but it looked like it might have been some miscommunication. 
Yeah, you're just getting the butterflies out, probably. Who knows? And the commentary team did a good job of covering that one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the match ended with... I, I did like the beginning. Um, I mean, here's, here's kind of the problem with this. Unless they give the Undisputed Era a more solid motivation than competing with a group like Sanity, who is so well-developed. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of difficult to get over, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because I love the beginning, how Eric Young was just sort of staring at him and smiling. Oh, yeah, you know, creepy and stuff. And Cole started yelling at him and saying, come on, fight me, fight yeah, me. Yeah. I kind of liked that. But yeah, that was good. Being the new guy debuting... I don't know if you want to be in that position of seeming vulnerable. You know? No, I agree. It, right now, I mean, it, not, not to say that, that necessarily Sanity and Undisputed have to be uh, diametrically opposed in terms of their philosophies, mm-hmm. but when one uh, faction has, has, has a very uh, defined philosophy and the other one kind of doesn't, mm-hmm. it seems the motivations, motivations can come off as murky. Yeah, and, it just, and, and that all goes to make the Undisputed guys... A tad weak feeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even last week when Drew comes out and then they're cornered by Sanity and they're they get their butts kind of beat. I don't know if you want to be doing that right now. I know. You know? I mean, that's a good opportunity for, say, Donovan Dijak to come out and help him out. Yeah, right, right, right. And I mean, even the odds. I have no, I don't know. I mean, I saw one picture from the from next week's tape. I still, I've said this. I feel like Roddy Strong is going to join them. And that's going to, that's going to help. Things. If they want to run the place, then, you know, recruit the guy that they know really well, mm-hmm. who's already there, who's getting title shots, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I hope that it, it turns up it turns out to be sort of a strength in numbers thing. They need they need to come off as strong mm-hmm. if we're gonna be into it. Exactly. So But it's a decent match. Uh, Eric Young did that top rope uh, cross body onto everybody on the outside. That was cool. Yeah, I here here's yeah. So that's how the match ended. Eric Young he had the choice to either execute that on Adam Cole or to break up the the sanity shenanigans, or I'm sorry, to add to the sanity shenanigans. And he chose the latter. He chose went chaos. Out and, yeah, he chose chaos exactly, which fits perfectly with him. It wouldn't have made any sense for him to do that to Cole if given the option. He comes back in. Here's my main problem also with Adam Cole's um, finisher, which is a, like a running knee strike, kind a shining of? wizard. Okay, shining with it, whatever. Um, I wish that he would proceed it with a super kick. Oh, yeah. I wish the super kick would stun a guy because we know that he can deliver a really good super kick. I wish he would stun a guy with a super kick, come off the ropes, and then deliver the shining wizard. Yeah, yeah, shining wizard to the person's back. Yeah, there you go. That'd be, That'd good. be good. Oh, did you notice that big old welt Eric Young got for, from taking that bump on the apron? Oh, I did. He got a massive welt on his forehead. Because he Ooh. did that spot where he, he did a, like a flare flop on the apron. Oh, yeah, right, right. And right. after that, it seemed like he had this huge welt on his head. It sounded Ouch. like it hurt. Got to be careful with that. Yeah. So I wonder if they're not going to have Adam Cole do what is it, his old finisher, the last shot. Um, oh, yeah. That'd be kind of tough to do to some of the larger competitors. Oh, you're, yeah, he's not, he couldn't do that to, like, Drew. But it'd be impressive if he got Drew up to do that. Yeah, but come on, man. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm assuming Adam, Adam Cole, Cole is not, wrestled. He's not known for his feats of strength. No, I know, but I'm assuming that he's wrestled competitors much larger than himself during his career. <laughs> you would think, right? You would think. I don't know, man. Let's take some questions. But, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Low-level writer Carlos Hackworth. Power rankings. Pow, 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 pow. Do you, uh, t- oh, sorry, top five superstars who should be next for the Cruiserweight title shot. Uh, number one, Cedric Alexander. 
Yeah, that, that makes all the sense. Let's take Neville out of the equation for now. Yeah, no, Cedric. One, Cedric. Two, Mustafa Ali. He hasn't really been doing much. Lately. I know, but he's great. You know, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Noam Dar versus Enzo. Okay, that's three. Because they're kind of different sides of the same coin, kind of. Yeah. Four. Um, well, you can circle back around to Akira Tozawa. Yeah, and then Rich Swan. Oh, yeah, Rich Swan, yeah. He needs to really do more of the driving thing. JT Hossack, uh, considering Brock may eventually leave, are they pushing Lars hard for a monster versus monster match because the monster versus beast match got so much hype? What's the probability that it would happen if it did? How would you book it? It would only happen. Lars, it would only happen if Brock resigned because Lars is coming up before Mania. He's not coming up for a little while. Yeah, but they do have him on a pretty pretty strong trajectory. Mm-hmm. But he's got I, I you know I yeah I want to see Lars versus a uh, demo. Yeah. Oh, Killian Dane, Big John Spud, Undisputed Era's theme song, yay or nay? It's kind of They're, it's kind of like the NWO theme, so I'll give it a shot for now. I'll say yay. Dude, it's placeholder. I guarantee you it's placeholder. Yeah. Um, um, Samoa Joe Raleigh. Power rank. Pow, 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 power rank. Top five most likely contenders to hand Lars Sullivan his first singles loss. You think it's going to go all the way up to Maine? It should. I know it really should, but I have. I don't know what they have plans for him for. I don't either. You know, I mean, he could be... Could be a joke, or he could be. I don't know. I mean, legit. He's, he's 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 got the bona fides to be a legit monster in the ring, and he's he's like he has this kind of surprisingly soft-spoken demeanor on the mic. Oh, I love it. And he's and you know based on the limited promos of him I've seen and his what he's posted on Twitter, he's fairly verbose. I personally think there's a lot of money to be made with him. Yeah, but you just you never know what they're gonna do with these guys. I know. You just you never know how they're gonna how they're gonna handle him. I mean, I, know. I, I I guess he he could have Braun, you know, potential. Yeah, but you never know. I mean, it's it's like I said with the Tebow thing. We we don't see him in practice. I know, you know, but I love him so far. I think a lot of it. I mean, I, I don't I don't think you can doubt, doubt his potential in ring. I think a lot's gonna depend on how much he develops on the mic. But we've mm-hmm. seen so far is good, and 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 like I said, he's. He he almost has, I think he could with some development have uh, potentially some uh, some similarities in terms of mic work with Samoa Joe. Yeah, in terms of, wow. the, of of their verbosity and their vocabulary. Yeah, he seems like whenever he talks, he seems like a guy who might have a, a pretty he might be pretty verbose. Yeah, yeah, same uh, on Twitter too. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, huh? same thing. Okay, I haven't um, really noticed, but yeah, that's great. So if they can channel that uh, into an effective character. Yeah, it could be interesting. No, I love him. I think he has. I think he has potentially a really high ceiling. It's just you never know how they're going to mm-hmm. approach these guys. Mm-hmm. Are they going to bring him in immediately, job him to you know Baron Corbin? I don't know. I don't know. I hope he. I hope he. I, I hope he simmers a lot in NXT. I hope they let him really sit in the juices. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, um, Kingdom member Steve Kaharski. Kaharski, thank you. Hey, friendos, is it possible that Fish and O'Reilly beat Sandy at TakeOver, then Cole beats Drew? I'm kind of wondering would... now for Houston if they're going to do uh, Undisputed versus all of Sanity. So uh, Drew has a, a title reign longer in three months. When is Houston? November? Yeah. 
Yeah, I can see that. And then Do you uh, really think Cole's going to beat Drew that soon? No, I don't. That's why I think it's going to be Sanity versus Undisputed. Like all of Sanity. No, no, no. I know in November, but then uh, Drew versus Cole at Rumble? in January. At Rumble in January. That's, the, that's, that's, a, that's a good long that's time. That's a five-month title reign. That's a good – yeah, for NXT, that's a good title yeah. reign. Well, I'd, I'd say either – but, you know, like they could they – could, we talked about this before, that if Undisputed recruit Roderick Strong and then Roderick Strong somehow gets another title shot at TakeOver – that Cole can position himself as the guy who gets the belt for strong only to eventually double cross him. Yeah, that could be fun. That could be good. So he can kind of play the, the new architect. Yeah, right, 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 right. Kind I of, like that. You know, he, maybe Cole thinks, okay, well, the odds of me beating Drew aren't that great because Drew is massive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make, I'm going to guarantee the belts on someone that I know I can beat, get mm-hmm. it on Roddy, have them have a good three-month feud, and then uh, have Cole take it off of him. Eddie, Jose, Glorious Minivar, what do you guys think of a leopard print leather cruiserweight belt for Enzo? Seems inevitable. Yes. If he's going to hold it for any protracted amount of time, yes. That is going to happen soon. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Naheem Bogard, with the success of the Mae Young Classic, how likely is it that we'll see a women's tag division in NXT and on Main? I think it's more, if it were to happen, NXT would need a second hour, and if they did that, I could totally see that happen. The number of, of women they signed, what are they going to do with all of them? you got to add a second hour to NXT. they got to do something, and a second hour of NXT sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamza Halal, will Drew Gulak ever get through all of his slides, and when do you predict it happening? Well, he's got 276 left, so mm-hmm. in 276 weeks we will see them all. What, uh, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, what do you think would happen first? What do you think would happen first? Drew Gulak would finish his presentation or Kurt Hawkins picks up a win? Uh, Kurt Hawkins picks up a win. He, do you think, let me ask you something. Kurt Hawkins' first win, 2017 or, or nay? Uh, 2018. 2018. We're going to ride this out for a while. Somebody else, uh, oh, Eric Blaha, the bass hit king himself, uh, agrees that Adam Cole's music sounds similar to NWO. It does. Yeah. It really does. Uh, and then finally, Matthew the Devil Puncher Leiha. Did you mark out when Adam Cole shouted, Adam Cole, baby? If it wasn't kind of a timing botch, I would have. <laughs> but if he said Adam Cole when the ring announcer said Adam Cole, so he said baby when the, cr- the entire crowd said baby, it would have yeah. been a cool moment. <laughs> this is the great thing about NXT. I love they still figure things. They're still figuring yep, things out on the air. I know. I love that about NXT. Anyways. Uh, that's it for questions. That's it for the show. Uh, tomorrow, what do we got going on tomorrow? Uh, oh, uh, Victory Road review, baby. Oh, very exciting. Impact Wrestling. Hey, here's a preview. They got rid of the Global Force Wrestling logo. Um, on the on, titles? On, <laughs> no. They can't do that yet. They don't have money for that. Um, so at the very beginning of the show, they show like this really bad like animation of the world and all the channels that you can find, and there's and they used to have like a big GFW logo on like I don't know the, the Pop TV one, yeah. And now it just says Impact Wrestling. They're doing it, but apparently I was reading this online. Apparently, because all this stuff was like pre-taped, everybody's still saying GFW and Global Force. So it's going to be like I think. Well, next one I think they're done with their TV taping. I think they're going to do. I think they started doing new TV tapings. For starting next week or not? I don't know. It's after when's Bound for Glory? I don't know. November? Because of TV tapings after that. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's such a mess. Anyways, uh, that's it for now. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words? Less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.